Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Good afternoon, insurrectionists. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by Luke Moore, and this is the Luke and Pete Show. Uh, we basically, every single day, uh, well, as long as it's a Monday or Thursday, we sit in this room and we basically talk nonsense for half an hour. Why would you say every single day? Uh, emotionally, it? for me, it's a seven-day endeavour. Yeah. Endless Life in general. Endeavor. Yeah. Um, you might, if you've been in London around one particular uh, roundabout, uh, you may even have seen a little uh, advert for Luke and Pete Show on, so the, old, exciting, on the roundabout. So it's something we've been doing this for a long time, and then all it takes is um, someone to just put a put us on a roundabout for a day. It makes my heart sing, to be quite frank. So if you've just kind of you've you've, you've popped onto uh, your, your Amazon or your Spotify, or whatever, uh, to listen to the Luke and Pete show, hello, this is us. This is what we do. So I haven't actually seen it, right? Um, but you told me it's on quote. I mean, so this is the thing. This will, this is, this is, this will be insightful to our listeners. Right. Whenever, within the company that we co-own, mm. whenever I do something that's vaguely good, right. I won't shut up about it for like a month. Okay. Right? Right. Uh, whenever you do something that's good, you just basically just, just chuck a quick WhatsApp out to a couple of select people and move bury on with your life. Bury it. Yeah. Good day. And, bury and, bad and, news. And many, and I know what people are thinking here. They're thinking, well, I'd rather be Pete than be Luke because Luke sounds like a right mm. bore. Right. You'd be absolutely right. But as a result, <laughs> as a result of your very low-key approach to this excellent news, yeah. Um, you probably haven't sold it. Have you told the producer? Uh, no. No, no. Exactly. Oh, that's a good point, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine how shocked he'll be. <laughs> and you haven't told me anything other than... He'll think he's pressed the wrong button. Because <laughs> I think to most most people, if you did a podcast, which you really like doing, and you've yeah. done it, and it was your own idea mm. and everything, and it got a big billboard on a big roundabout in London, yeah. you'd be quite proud of that. Right. All I know is it, it's on the Holland roundabout. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know where it is. No, it's near Shepherd's Bush. So if you're in Shepherd's Bush and you're listening today on Thursday 
um, the yeah, it'll be on the bloody roundabout. To be quite frank, so it went up on the first of April, I believe. I believe so. And yes. It wasn't a joke. Wasn't a joke. Okay. Wasn't a trick. Wasn't a nasty trick from Amazon. That it's going to be up for a week, so it will still be there at time of release today. Maybe, maybe not. You don't we'll know anything about this, do you? I don't know anything. Have about you been this. pranked? <laughs> I'd someone just called you and said that you want, I, yeah. do you want to be on a billboard on a roundabout. Someone was... Uh, someone was uh, when it's I was not one of those roundabout billboards where you go, will you marry me? Is yeah. it like on <laughs> a big bed sheet? just says Luke and Pete show uh, that you part of yourself. This roundabout is sponsored by the Luke and Pete show, one of those little kind of uh, oh, brass fixtures. We should sponsor a roundabout or a battery. We don't need to at the moment. Right. But, okay, we haven't got the cash. No, and no. also we've got our own thing. We've got our own so, thing. So, yeah. if you go and pass the Holland roundabout... If you've seen it... In West London... If you need to park up on the roundabout to take a picture... So Send a photo. Send a photo. If you've got one of those dash cams and you've driven past it at speed, let us, give us the footage. Outside of Uber drivers, people don't really have dash cams here, do they? Uh, I've seen pe- quite a lot of people with uh, dash cams. I don't not understand why. They must be quite dangerous drivers. They're just constantly seeing trouble. I never see trouble with I, I believe car. they're very prevalent in... Um, Certain parts of Europe. Yeah, you see them a lot in Russia, Japan, quite a lot as well, yeah. Do you? But, okay. but then, you know, it's all about... Ing- but I think... Uh, I think I've seen a lot of dash cam footage in Russia because the insurer... It's the, the, the people trying to... Uh, you know, jump in front of cars and stuff to get insurance, like really, you know, you know, oh, it's kind of really? like funny. Okay. You see a lot of those funny videos. That That's how you like see a lot of like, uh, you know, explosions and like war footage and stuff. Like you, you, it's because they're already filming because people will just roll back and crush, bump into yeah. you. And so I say, well, you did that. So, well, I'm filming it. I know exactly what I did. So it's a good little insurance policy. Good little insurance policy. Um, so, you know, over the last week I or two, carry a gun, <laughs> put it on the, put no, it on the dashboard. Don't. No, you don't. I do. Um, Potato gun. I have actually been out for dinner with people before where one of them has just announced. That he's got a gun? Yeah, I, I never leave home without it. What? Start some waistband now. Where was that? In the US. Right. And they got never leave. <laughs> Concealed carry permit. I've got a gun on my belt. It's like, okay. You could be we're such a, fucking, a... We're in a cracker barrel. So <laughs> I mean, to be fair, statistically, America is quite dangerous. Does there any fish in those barrels? Yeah, shoot if I can fire them away. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But I mean, it must. Um, it would sort of scare me and give me a lot of solace at the same time. But the thing is, you and I, I'm not defending it because I, 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 mm. I think I said this on an earlier episode quite recently that we just more stuff to carry in it: wallet, keys, revolver. <laughs> yeah, and it's big and bulky. And like, do you put it in your bag? Yeah, uh, and you lose your bag. They've got your gun. Yeah. Oh, mate! What's this? Tips? <laughs> I don't know. I think they should be like mittens. It should be um, chained to you at any time. There are. A lot, I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm defending the whole thing because I think it's mm. for us. It's mad. Guns are cool, aren't they? <laughs> but like, there are plenty of people out there. Who, I mean, I know that the great LC's got a gun, for example, in right. his house. Yeah, as is his right. Yeah, and he stores it properly. Yeah. and he's got all the all the safety stuff, and he does the courses. Right. That's all that kind of stuff that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever, it's up to him, it's his house. But I'd like, stand on my roof and wave it around. <laughs> I don't that's exactly what I'm saying. That's and why I, I shouldn't be allowed it. Stati- statistically, there must be people like you in America. <laughs> and that's there where are. the problem is. Yeah. But imagine if they gave everyone look, look, it's it's been nice, it's been real. Yeah, okay, fine. We haven't had guns for the longest time. Give every single person, every last person in the UK a revolver. What's happened to you? But a pink one. Well, I like, the Chris, I like the Chris Rock solution. The Chris Rock solution to gun violence is... Make the bullets really expensive. Make the, the bullets $10,000 each. <laughs> Good, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's the most important bit. Because I remember watching a, a, a war film when I was a child. Uh, kids would just find bullets and put them in a vice and hit it with a hammer. And it would go... Oh, really? Yeah, just because... How I mean, have I never heard of that The before? firing of the bullet is quite a simple 
mechanism, I suppose. You've got to hit really hard up the arse. But so you can create your own, really, can't you? I don't but, think you hear that in a gun safety with minute, the, like, <laughs> But it's the gunpowder so and the bits and bobs. The bullet needs to be hit really hard up the arse. You know, right up the arse. Get that pin right up the arse. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, difficult, isn't it? You just hunting turtles, coming back with a big barrel full <laughs> big of pears. pears. <laughs> Pairs it is baffling stuff. But Pete, shout out to all the pears. Though. What was actually going to, yeah, definitely. I think the pear is a very underrated fruit. Yeah. I, I actually, I, do you know what? I was having a, we were having a, a bit of a boozy conversation late on the beach when I was on holiday with yeah. some, some of um, some of the people who Mimi's aren't, uh, their community there, basically. Yeah. And uh, I was brilliant because one of them is a guy called Terry. He's amazing. Right. Right. He was basically just like Logan Roy. Right. So he looked like Logan Roy and he was really rich and he was he was also very acerbic but he was lovely yeah. as well so unlike Logan Roy and uh, he's got so you picture Logan Roy and then just put a, a holiday a holiday kind of hat on him yeah. and a holiday t-shirt that's my holiday hat and he fuck and, off and at one point Terry said to me it's called Terry he goes oh yeah you know I never made much money really in my life but um, I was really happy and I was like Okay, you have <laughs> you because have, yeah. yeah, you're here, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. people were saying that he was wealthy. That's not the point. The point I was going to say was after I got to know him a bit more because he was actually very acerbic and mm. quite, in his own way, quite intimidating because he obviously knew a lot about the world and he had done done what he had done. And I said, but when I got to know him a bit better after a few drinks this one night, I said to him, "Do you know Terry? Does anyone ever tell you you're just like Logan Roy?" And he said, "Oh no, I know who that is, yeah. but no one said that to me before." And he sat there like just like Logan Roy, but he had like a glass of wine, a glass of wine in his hand, looking into the distance. And after about ten seconds, he just looked back at me and went, "I guess what you're trying to say is you think I'm a grizzled old fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, that's exactly what Logan Roy would have yes. said." But anyway, that's all a little bit of chutney because what I wanted to say to you, Pete, you know, we were talking about holidays over the last week or two. Mm. Um, I don't know how this happened. Mm. This happens to the best of us, I'm sure. I was on Wikipedia looking around, and I found a wikipedia article slightly related to holidays mm. because it was about airports and it was a definitive list of people who have lived in airports in airports so you know that tom hanks film yeah like that bit in real life right and for them to qualify they have to be have lived in there for a, a, a longer than a week yeah now i'm going to ask you how you think it's possible people can live in airports because where do they go what do they do where do they stay i don't really yeah. know how it works do you well, know like do you know how it works well, it's like a 24 hour uh, place with showers and toilets and yeah, but I'm presuming you just get moved on all the time yeah and you just move to the next sector I suppose but I, yeah you would if you are a security guard in charge of an airport and someone is able to evade you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. live in an airport for years and years. I don't think you're doing your job properly. You know when I worked in that big supermarket and on one Sunday I just turned up, said I was there, then went home again, then came back later. Yeah. And the supermarket was so big no one knew. Yeah. It must be a bit it's like a bit that. like that, yeah, yeah. It's not it's just yeah. that's Dave's department. No, exactly. Near yeah. the giraffe. Oh, you haven't seen me. I've, yeah. been, I've been doing other stuff. <laughs> um over that side of the supermarket. Anyway, there's lots of people living in, in airports for all sorts of, you know, mm. really unfortunate reasons. And I don't want to go into that because obviously that's very, very difficult mm. and, and, and get more power to them and, and we wish them all the best. But the thing that caught my eyes is a guy called Wei Jiang Guo, right? Chinese yeah. guy. Okay. And he lived, at a time of recording, he still lives in Beijing Capital International Airport. And that, on this Wikipedia page, there's a list of reasons why people are living in these airports. And sometimes it'll be like a really unfortunate situation where... He's handing their, they've been handing their passport and they've tried they to... They lose citizenship to, or something yeah, and yeah. they're a citizen of nowhere, which is yeah. like an awful way to be, or they've been denied asylum somewhere and they've got yeah. nowhere to go. I'm not talking about... This guy, right... This is the official reason why he has been living in an airport mm. for 14 years and counting, right? 
wanted to smoke and drink without his family bothering him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so he's in Beijing Capital International Airport and he's been there for 13 to 14 years. Uh, he still lives in the airport, but comes out occasionally. Yeah. Where's he get his money from? How does he get back in? Where's he get... <laughs> Where's Zhuang Zhou? Where's Yang? Is it Zhou? Zhou? Zhang Zhou, yeah. Either way. And there's another guy that caught my eye, Bayram Tepeli, who lived um, for 18 years at Ataturk Airport in, in Turkey, of course. Yeah. Um, because he, he ran away from his family and he worked at the airport for a while, but he had nowhere to live, so he just stayed there. Yeah. And that airport closed in 2019, so he just moved to the new one. <laughs> and now he's living in the new one. The, th- the thing about, um, I'm looking at a picture of where uh, Zhang Zhou, and he very much like he's not make he's not not making it obvious that he's living there because basically there's two banks of chairs and he's just in the middle spread out with a court on the floor with like bowls i think possibly a camping stove yeah. just just having a bit of nosh people aren't looking at him going that's some delay that <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah he's been he's been uh living at the airport for almost a decade now uh and he's reportedly having the time of his life at one of the busiest air hubs in the world Beijing international airport is very nice uh, oh, as, you, airports, you've been through that, as airports go, but uh, I look at all this stuff he's got. He's got like he's got like a bowl of fish. Um, he's got loads of rice and food and noodles and spices and tomatoes and he's he's uh, plum wine by the looks of things. He's having a great time. Bless mm. his socks. Yeah. So good on. I don't know where he gets the food. I don't know where he gets the resources. Um, he can actually go back home anytime, but he simply refuses to do so. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's actually uh, gone home to get uh, clothes, kitchenware from his house, and he's put them in an airport trolley. So they the just sort of just rolls around. He gets a, a monthly government subsidy uh, amounting to one hundred fifty dollars since he's laid off from work. He only leaves the airport if he's in need of life's necessities that he could not find in the Beijing airport. What couldn't you find in the Beijing airport? Is, is, got... is it a big airport? Yeah, huge. How many airports are there in Beijing? A lot. Oh, it's probably three or four, three or four. But Beijing, the, the the main one is is a big boy. Um, fuzzy brushes for toothbrushes. Oh yeah, you get them in the. Have the you ever used one of those? You have. Uh, I've never. Used, what are they like? Pow, it's this powdery yeah. uh, toothpaste. Because right back in the day, before toothpaste was invented, people used to brush their teeth with tooth powder, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Just so like yeah, that, is yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's pr- that's pretty crazy. But it, it, that in the morning. Do you have to? Do you reckon the, you have to go to Weatherspoons and have a pint at five a.m. every day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's a bit of a travel hack? Uh, if you're travelling overnight, if you're travelling for Let's eight do Donaldson's travel hack. Travel How hacks, many have you right? got? Just one. Oh, just one. Just one main one. For now. Uh, yeah. On the way back from, uh, from, from, from St. Lucia, eight, nine hour flight, um, just don't get shitted. <laughs> yeah. Because you feel better when you get back. You don't feel half drunk, half hungover, not very well slept. You actually feel all right. I, I see people who decide to get drunk on overnight planes mm. where when they get the other end, there's some kind of responsibility. And that can even just mean yeah. having to get home. Yeah. And think, what oh, are we, you doing? We've been on an international flight where uh, the designated driver has been unsafe to drive when they got there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing to do. My friend Dan, who um, travels all the time for work, or used to before COVID, like literally he would do like 200 flights a year mm. and he had it down pat, exactly the airport time, time to get yeah. there, where to go. Yeah. Obviously he got the benefit of being such a frequent traveller that he got these different perks. Yeah. But interestingly, he said to me, so because you, if you're a frequent flyer for your business, you can eat in the lounges, right? Right. So basically yeah. never eat at the times 
on the plane that they want you to eat because it's mad. It's mad. Yeah, like, you got to wait too long to get some food, and then you take another hour to get to sleep overnight. It's just so like, or, they'll, or they'll give you breakfast, and it'll be in your mind. It'll be three a.m. Yeah, it just fucks with your system, makes mm. your jet lag much worse. So he never eats a single thing on the plane. He ever. just he just eats on the in the lounge or when he gets there. Yeah, but then you go on a list, aren't you? What do you mean? If if they they clock you not eating on the flight, they think you got drugs up your bum. Do they really? Yeah. You get you get a little you get a little. I didn't know that. I'll ask him about that. Your name, yeah. I'll ask him about that. Yeah, maybe like his legs getting explored. I'm starting to think about what job he's got now. <laughs> <laughs> he's always travelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, yeah, he said one of his hacks is never eat on the plane. And I agree what? with that. I, I actually thought about that. So when I was doing that trans, that so when we flew back, well, I was talking to you about last week mm. or earlier this week or whatever it was. Um, the tra- the journey was about thirty hours door to door. And for the third, strong that in it. Yeah, just, it's it's apparently just, yeah. And for the third and final flight was the overnight flight, where they were going to give you dinner at like I guess nine pm. Yeah. I didn't want it, so yeah. we ate in the airport. Yeah, and I just turned down the meal, which is hard for me because I never turn down food. <laughs> and it was much better. Yeah, it felt much better because by the time it came round for the little breakfast thing, it was actually I was actually quite hungry. It was felt like a reasonable yeah. time to eat. Uh, it was a lot easier. So I think also that the airport food, although it's massively improved, so the airline food, it's, not, it's, not, it's a lot better now. It's still a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just, I mean, we'll have chicken and some kind of red chicken came around and stuff. Sort of, yeah. But you're a business, mate. What do they give serve no, you No, on the way business? back, didn't have a ticket, did I? But on the way in business, what do they serve you up? Foie gras and all sorts. I can't remember, to be honest. I can't remember. But again, it's an unwelcome time, isn't it? Because you're like, I want to get my head down. Speaking of chicken, do you know that it, if do you know that it only takes twenty three thousand and thirty four slaps to cook a chicken? Who's <laughs> <laughs> been slapping a chicken? So if you took a chicken breast and put it on a bait on a um, chopping board, yeah, or as my wife calls it, a cutting board, no, and slapped the chicken breast twenty three thousand three hundred four times, when you finished, it'd be cooked because that would get that would get hot, I suppose, when you slap. I think it's just the energy, yeah, the energy right? Okay. On. And you just keep doing that until the innards of the chicken are cooked. Yeah, apparently you could cook it with one slap if you could slap it at 1,665 <laughs> metres per second. That would cook the chicken. And everyone can, if, if, if they want it enough, I would say. You, I thought you were going to say, and then everyone claps then, like on that internet <laughs> meme. Have you seen that internet meme? Where that, that, I mean, obviously you've seen it. But and it, everyone claps. And then everyone, and everyone cheered. Oh, and everyone cheered, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was reading now, and the didn't happen of the year awards entries. There were three bangers, weren't they? Yeah, they are just demented. I, fi- I find I what find kind some of those people are doing them. I find some of those tweets um, offensive because there's just no joy in their soul. But the top three last year were absolutely amazing. Explain to people listening what it is, if they, in case they don't know. It's basically uh, if something if there's a bit of a turn up for the book, something strange happens, something odd happens, something uh, you should be celebrated for or not celebrated for. Something happens in your life uh, that you tweet about, that you Facebook about, that you tell people about, Instagram about. Um, but it's very clear that you've clearly got uh, a point to make and it didn't actually happen. Yeah. And someone finds them, puts them on Twitter and everyone has a good old snark at them. So the example would be, and I, I don't, I don't put it, as you know, I don't really like the snarking at people on social media. I think there's a lot more harm. It does good. And yeah. The reason, the reason, part of the reason I think that is because of that John Ronson book that I read. Unless I, mean, I had a pop at Boris Johnson the other week, you know, fair enough. You know, he can, he can get fucked. But generally speaking, normal people, you probably shouldn't pile on them because no. it can cause more trouble than, mm. than, than the initial incident even. But like, there are some where you're just like, what are you doing here? Like the, <laughs> the one, the one, the really bad one for me recently was a guy who was like, I don't want to judge him because you know, he's on his Twitter profile and stuff, but like, he's very middle class and very kind of smug 
and thinks the, the best example, the best description of people like him were the, what Alan Partridge said, where he said that a lot of upper middle class newspaper columnists think they've got a normal life because they've got three letter first names like Dan, Tom or Ben. Yeah. And they're quite a messy hallway. You know, yes. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. So they think they're normal, but then obviously not, they're, <laughs> they're completely not normal. This guy said, I was watching, I think it was like a Champions League game. I saw a football game, a football match with my three year old daughter. And I asked her who she wanted to win, and her reply was, "Neither team is going to solve climate change, so what does it matter?" <laughs> it's like I, I couldn't be—I couldn't have been more proud of her. It didn't happen, man. <laughs> it, it, it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's a really demented way of making a point. Mm. Why don't you just say, "Just say I'm teaching my—I'm yeah. teaching my daughter about climate change. I think it's really important." Yeah, you know, I know you're going to get piled on whatever happens, but why are you making yourself look a prat? <laughs> I've never People been are more take proud the piss, of me. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that won that didn't happen in the year awards was a woman who made, clearly made up a story that she offered some woman on a park bench an almond mm. and the woman said no thank you I'm allergic to almonds so I picked out the natural blend I made for myself in a syringe injected her with it and, and, her, said, and her son and her son and, and her said son. now eat the almond and they both ate an almond and they were both fine and they couldn't believe I wasn't a doctor and then they asked me for the rest of the bag of the almonds and and they gave me a hundred pounds <laughs> just stop yeah, yeah that's right by the way just stop saying almond stop, stop inject, saying it stop injecting random people yeah. on a bench yeah that's that. That's mad behaviour. Hundred quid is a lovely touch. She's yeah. just gone for a bit and of a flourish at the end. Hundred pounds. Yeah. Who has a hundred pounds in their wallet in yeah. these days? <laughs> Here's a hundred. Here, I'm so happy with you. Here's a hundred pounds cash. <laughs> it's such an it's such an AI version of what you think is a real interaction. Isn't maybe she's got. Maybe the injector has got like an Izettle or something. But it's 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 amazing. Like they went and this happened and this. It was like when you when you go uh, home for the weekend at school uh, and on Monday you've got to write a diary but you haven't done anything fucking interesting because you're a fucking five year old and you just make up a lot of shite yeah. and tell lies. I used to do that at school. Yeah, because I was just, I just, you know, I, I said that I'll turn up at Woolworths uh, at 6am and because I was the first one at Woolworths they gave me a lot of free video games because that happens, isn't it? That's how capitalism works. Yeah. They just, they just went, well done for getting up so early. Well done for being here when the shop opens. Yeah. Have some free stuff. Yeah. Did you yeah. say that story? I, t- I brought that in my diary. And when you have a very uh, interesting, <laughs> what an interesting I think, weekend. I think I might have made up one point. I had a brother that went to a different school and that we used to have really lots, lots of fun all the time. And to be fair to me, yeah. you know, I thought that A-level paper should have had a lot better marks. <laughs> That was a uni cost back, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. All right, that's too much. All right, you're taking a piss out of me there. All right, all right let's have a break. Uh, when we come back, um, we will talk about uh, some of the emails some of our lovely listeners have sent in. Mm. And I can see, Pete, you're coddling a book of FA Cup commemorative stamps there. I brought me FA Cup commemorative stamps. I also got sent them. Yeah. I gave them to me dad. He likes collecting stamps. Nice, lovely. Yeah, anyway, back in a minute. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore, and I've got some FA Cup commemorative stamps. Luke, did the person on Instagram from the Royal Mill get in touch with you as well, saying, do you want yeah. some stamps? They did, and I, and I gave. I was them, like, "I can always use stamps." I gave, them, and this is annoying me because this is exactly what they want you to do. Yeah, about. but I gave them to my dad. He was very pleased. But I don't. But thing is, though, we get free stamps, or, or they'll just sit in the office and get used eventually. Um, we get free stamps. We get. We've got. We've got four. We've got some pretty hefty, um, pricey stamps. You could probably don't send something them. to America. You're supposed to collect them. Nah, I should use them. <laughs> Can't use them. I'm going to send a, a, a terrible letter to someone I don't like. Tell you what, the first person that emails in with the most. The Can't most... be bothered. Don't, like, Pete, don't open them. I'm trying to give them away. They're already open. Why'd you open them? I didn't open them. They're all. They're just like a little kind of Lego. Why are they packaged so poorly? You've <laughs> you've given the. Hang on. So, you, so you've got free stamps to give to whoever in your family, and I've got to give them away to listeners. I gave them to my dad. <laughs> you don't want them. I do want them. I, I want should... them to stay in the office. I think we should try and find out which of the Luke and Pete Show community has got the most impressive stamp collection. Okay. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Show photographic evidence. Yeah. How long you've been collecting. There'll Show be me your there. penny black. There'll be some... Show me your penny reds. Pete, there'll be I some... Used to... I used to be a philatelist. I was going to say, there'll be some... Philatelist. Phila... Isn't it a philatelist? Philatelist, philatelists, philatelists, yeah. yeah. Did you used to be, really? I used to be, yeah. I used to get those little... You used to have little... T- you know what the best tasting stamps were? Oh, God. Because you're not supposed to lick them, but ooh, you have a go, don't you? Yeah. Czechoslovakia. What do they taste though? Do you know what? It's probably lead in them. <laughs> Actually, thinking about probably something dangerous. You know, on Monday they we're talking about your health weird. problems. <laughs> it's those check stamps you've been licking all day. Mr. Donaldson, we've seen the X-ray. You've got forty-five lead-lined stamps <laughs> in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, they just tasted like no other stamps, and I was—I yeah. could not resist licking them. Uh, so you would you, lick them and stick them onto a collection. So you put. So you're supposed to not do. That. You're supposed to use these little kind of. Um, you'd buy like two hundred at a time from Stanley. Stanley James was that the company that does uh, flatterly. Um, they would give you like these little kind of bits of paper that were like gummed. You'd fold them in half, lick one side, attach it to the uh, to, to to whatever the book was, mm-hmm. and then lick the other side and, and and bang the stamp, and it would be nicely fixed and stuff. But it wouldn't damage the stamp in any way. Yeah. Um, but I had some I had some humdingers. There's an amazing store on the Strand in London. Stanley Gibbons. Stanley Is that Gibbons? what it's called? Stanley Gibbons. Yeah, Stanley it's amazing. Gibbons. Yeah. It's so fascinating in there. Because obviously, though, the reason it's quite kind of quite fascinating is because they are 
quite perishable items, right? Yes. Because once they're used, that's it. You know? Yeah. And so that's why those penny blacks and those penny reds are so valuable because they haven't been used. They're so old and they're so kind of unique that people just get really horny for them, don't they? <laughs> oh, here we go. Look. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at um, why why the Czech stamps taste weird. Um, it's just different kinds of gum. I, I think, do you know what I think sometimes when you do this kind of thing? Yeah. And we will do an email in a minute. Is whenever you search, whenever you search Google search something, mm. the amount of times I think to myself, that's the only th- time that's been searched on Google today. <laughs> why did Czech Worldwide, stamps taste weird? No one else is, ta- yeah. is Googling today. Why do Czech stamps taste <laughs> weird? Yeah. Um, some stamps have gum applied in a pattern resembling a watermark as a, as a uh, additional security device. So there you go. Um, before we get into emails, we've got to do a couple of battery brands, Pete, of course. Mm. Um, so why don't we start with that? And what have we got first this week? We've got a message from, let me just skip down to the the, the meat of the matter, uh, Joy. Joy's got in touch with some battery brands. Uh, hello, looking Pete. Greetings from Singapore. Attached is a photo of the batteries. Hopefully, it's something new on your list. And that battery is Minisaw, Mini S-O. So we don't, mm. you don't hear enough from people called Joy these days. No. So hello to you, Joy. Love For a name. little joy, a little joy. I think that's a song by Gear Dad. Do you reckon they are a little joy? Or do you reckon they're a big joy? I don't know. Who knows? Give it. Um, Peter, it always reminds me of that song by Living Joy. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that tune? Great <laughs> yeah. tune. Anyway, Joy, thank you for getting in touch with your mini so batteries. I am absolutely delighted to inform you you are a new player. Hey. You've emailed us all the way from Singapore, apparently, with some mini so batteries. They are new. We've not seen them before. You've got a new player entering the game. Congratulations to you. Well done. Uh, and Scott in Dubai. Thank you, Scott, for getting in touch. Hello, lads. Recent trip to Sri Lanka proved uh, hopefully ripe for new players. Here's a couple I found from the TV slash AC remotes. Lovely to see people just opening their air conditioning remotes and yeah. televisions. Uh, Laxapana, super heavy duty. Laxapana, super heavy duty. New player. New player. Nice stuff. Fucking unbelievable. Lovely stuff. Range Electrical, I think we've had before. You're but, not having that. But uh, Laxapana, super heavy duty. Congratulations, Scott, in Dubai uh, on your trip to Sri Lanka. Well done, you. And thank you for your message. That's incredible, isn't it? That we're still finding new ones, even after all this time. I completely concur. Uh, Dean Chu. Hello, Dean. Uh, hi, looking Pete. A long-time listener. A long-time, albeit uh, too infrequent, emailer. Um, I'll uh, keep this short and sweet. I found some DG. It's not a great brand, is it? DG, DGCXI. Yeah. So Dean's, a, Dean's an interesting case because, um, first of all, chiefly because he's called Dean Chu, which is yes. a brilliant name. Nice. And um, he's one of these chaps who's got his photo by his email. So like, he, oh, like nice. See, like, Lovely little, stuff. Little logo. He looks very, very proper. Hello, looks like he's got some kind of serious job. Good yeah. luck to him. More power to him. Um, he has sent batteries in before that have been new players, and I mentioned it last Thursday. He's only gone and done it again. We'll have to make him a medal, but with a battery. I think you have to have three. Battery on a string. You have to have three, three new, new players, players. And you get a battery on the string. Ball and you get a battery on the yeah. string. We're only doing it for the first one. We're not doing it for the first one. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to live in the UK. So, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Preferably London, really. Preferably London. Zone one would be yeah, good. Zone, around yeah. the Highbury area. Yeah, yeah it'd be much better. Um, so, Dean, you are, as far as I know, now feel free to get in touch if you're listening to this and think, hang on a minute, I've got more than one new player into this. Hang on a minute, I've got one more. Um, more, more, more. Dean is the first one I can think of to have two separate new players entering the game. Congratulations to you. That's also a very rare hat-trick of new players, Pete, from Mm. our listeners this Thursday. Heady, heady days indeed. Heady, heady days. Thank you, Dean. Uh, And thank you to um, Scott in Dubai, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of bits of admin to clear up before we go. Um, mm. Let's we've done some batteries, so a couple of bits of admin, and then we'll get out of here and we'll do some more emails on Monday. Yes. Um, uh, we did a big Twitter poll last 
couple of weeks ago because remember you told everyone you had a chance to buy a pub and you weren't sure whether to buy it or not. <laughs> yeah. And we did a poll. Unequivocal. 93.2% of our community thinks you should buy the pub. I mean, that is a shame, isn't it? That is a, that yeah, is a shame. It is a shame because what the fuck is wrong with the other 6.8%? Because <laughs> they're living in a dream world if they think it's not a good idea. Uh, what's the latest on that? Uh, I've not really spoken to any of my neighbours. And to be honest, I went back and listened to that uh, show just in case I, I said anything untoward. But I think it was all right. I think pretty even-handed. It's very much down to me not wanting to buy a pub rather than anything wrong with the pub. Well, I thought that you were trying to slag the pub off so you get it cheaper. Oh, right, okay. I don't think you that's weren't how, doing that, no? I don't think it, uh, that's... You, you can I talk it away. down, and then you just <laughs> lower the price. Oh, Lukey. Stathlet's Flats is good, isn't it? Good, yeah. Great, I've, isn't it? I watched it on the plane, and I had to sort of go back and watch the episodes when I got to, to, to my holiday. Because sometimes when you're at altitude and you're a bit pissed, um, you, you, things are funnier than they actually seem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, a, what a fucking creation. I, I, I tell you something now, uh, the Wi-Fi I have access to and I went, I mean, this is after me slagging you off for spending your holiday watching American Pickers. <laughs> we went to the West Country back last year and we got this little Airbnb and it was time, it was November, so like, the days were very short. So we go out during the day, mm. can't really do anything around there when it's dark because you know, if you can't go for a walk in the country, it's fucking pitch black, yeah. right? So we go back to our Airbnb and watch TV. And we watched the entirety of Stath Let's Flats all three seasons. <laughs> we were just in pieces. He it's just, an incredible creation, isn't it? I know that I imagine the Greek diaspora probably has different uh, opinions of but it. But he, he is a member of that. He is, yes, and as is his sister. Uh, but but there's not a single Greek character on that show that isn't a fucking idiot. Let's make that very clear. So, but it's better than like Enfield doing Stavros in, in the 90s or whatever. And, and yeah. it's a charming fucking set of characters. I... I think you rarely see a character built around, uh, there's probably a lot of improv in there, but the the flustered, like, you know, like me, like I start a sentence in the middle of the fucking yeah. sentence and I try and sort of like find my way out somehow. Back, it's like him in it, in it, like him in it. And he sort of just, he just gets flustered and he'll just shout stuff that doesn't make, there's one where he goes, he goes, it's like think about red metal. He just said yeah. red metal, and it just came out of nowhere, and it makes me laugh so much. The, it's so good. The thing that made me laugh most is when they have to move the estate agency to the to the barbers. Yeah, and he just walks in really flustered and just looks around at all the hair and goes, "What is this? Several strands." <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a bit. And the one that I laughed laugh for the longest was him. Uh, was 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 him him walking into the thing, and 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 Tomoko, the Japanese uh, girlfriend, uh, rocks yeah. up, and and he makes a massive social faux pas and he goes oh don't say that and then he just look he gets his head really close to her face and goes are you nice <laughs> it's so there's, fucking there's, and there's I, not and, been there's not been a comedy character i can think of so studied in its idiosyncrasies mm. and that and 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 i know you say about the fact there's a lot of greek people in it greek cypriot whatever mm. who who, are, who are, and they're all idiots i would just say that in in mitigation for that every character in there's an idiot there's like there's yeah. like there's a lot of British people who are idiots. There's a lot of kind of um, you know, the ones who are the worst are like the British estate agent types yeah. who, who are obviously just parodying, caricaturing the, the awfulness of, of letting agents. Let's, let's make that very clear. There's nothing I've seen in this show that I haven't experienced. Exactly. Tried to rent a house. I love they always go on the sessions on the bottled water. That's <laughs> yes. always good. And I also I would also say to the point about the, the Greek diaspora and stuff. And it's not for me to say whether people will be offended by it or not. But you know who got a lot of stick for that as well was. Um, was Asim Chowdhury. Okay. He plays Chibody G and people just do nothing. Yeah. And he was criticised by saying that he's stereotyping British Asian. Yeah. And he said, look, I understand your point of view. 
the character is basically entirely based on my own father. So <laughs> you know, that's I've lived this life. I know what it's like. Yeah. It's a comedy show. Yeah. You're right. It's different between him and like Harry Enfield doing it for obvious reasons. So I think you know it's not for us to oh, say. Whether- I my conscience is clear on something. I just I just, I just made me fucking howl what like you never get those characters that the humor is because they can't deliver their lines properly you know yeah. what i mean like the lines are the creation for him getting flustered or just fucking up it's yeah. just good show so i loved good. it i was really rewatchable. But, well. but i never i'd never touch base with it i was just because i guess nowadays like telly you just don't watch necessarily watch telly but so i'd, I'd seen people sort of rave about it i just watch it on on on, on the flight over fuck me I was just fucking crying, absolutely crying. So that's Stath Let's Flat. Staff, For those of you who are listening from somewhere else other than the UK and you don't know what it is, get involved. Stath Let's Flat is a comedy show. Nice to see Haringey. It is. It's nice to see Wood Green. Well, it's, it's never nice to see Haringey. Really. It's <laughs> nice to see it represented. Um, we're, we're not getting paid to say that. We just we don't know them. No. We're, just, we're just saying it's a great show. Um, anyway, not watch it. Not watch most of the third season. Might have fallen off a cliff. I don't know. No, I told you it's great. This third okay. season, it's very good. Uh, stay it maintains its standard extraordinarily well. Mm. Uh, we're off to go and do the sticks, and uh, we, which is the, <laughs> what they say when they put the uh, signs up in it. Yeah, we'll do the sticks. <laughs> doing the sticks. Um, and uh, we'll see you again on Monday. We're looking forward to that, of course. Loads more stuff to get through as we continue our catch-up after not seeing each other for weeks and weeks. Yes. Um, look, I'm going to give you a few examples, a few little trailers. I mean, we've got stories here about police finding an alligator in a car boot. Yeah. yeah we've got a snake with green fur found in Thailand. Mm-hmm. We've got two lynxes screaming at each other for ages. It's a great noise. Um, they're not. There's even some stuff that isn't animal-related. Mm. Um, so listen, listen out for that on Monday. In the meantime, send us your emails, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. If you want those stamps Pete's got, you're going to have to work hard for them. Same, <laughs> same email address. Show us, show us a picture of your best stamp. <laughs> yeah, absolutely And if you right. go and come in with a penny black, get fucked. Like, they're too valuable. I don't think we're going to get many people with a penny black, Pete. No. Um, I think I was close to if we a do, penny red at one point. But if I we think. do, why don't we have a swap? <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon penny reds of yeah, swap a penny black for yeah. our FA Cup stamps? Pete will continue talking and tapping into his computer forever, so I'm going to just stop him there's now. A pic, there's a picture see, of the stop. FA... This, it's, we'll so, be back on Monday. Have a lovely weekend. An, we'll see you soon. It's an FA Cup upset. Uh, Lincoln City become the first non-league side for 103 years to reach the FA Cup quarterfinals after beating Burnley 1-0 uh, in 2017. I can't remember that, Luke. It was only like four years ago. Possibly five. Don't know what year it is. He's off. He's uh, he's leaving me. A big day out. West Bromwich album supporters. Did you just fart? The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.